0: I knew I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I knew I wanted to go out into the world, that I wanted to be with people. I just climbed the ladder. It made me sad, and I was overstressed. My heart was breaking. I have two daughters. Their mom was always at work. When you're a single parent and you can't be present, because if you don't show up at work, you don't get the paycheck.
1: Has your life, your dreams been interrupted good news it is possible to reinvent our lives people are doing it every day and some are brave enough to share the struggles disappointments and challenges if you are looking for a new beginning a do-over or to rediscover your passion maybe even find a new one then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk interrupted act two reinventing your legacy with your host coach Lori. Teresa Warnstaff is an intuitive and a mentor. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you so much, Lori.
0: I'm so excited to be here.
1: I'm so excited to hear about your life because this is a story of reinvention. So tell us about your life, but what you do and what you love about it.
0: I do what I love. So I'm so fortunate to be one of those people who has evolved their life to actually do what, what I'm here on this planet to do. I'm a high-level intuitive, I'm a channel, I work with individuals all over the world from all walks of life, executives, moms, tech, medical field. I help them discover their latent intuitive abilities by channeling information from their soul and from the universe so that they can interact with their life in a way that is empowering helps move them forward. It's a far cry from where I've come from, which is why, Laurie, I'm so glad we are talking. I was born intuitive. I know, I see, I hear, I feel, and occasionally I can taste. Spirituality also has taste as one of its ways of communicating with people. Today, my ability, what I have learned is that I am here to be a catalyst for individuals to find their purpose. We have two imperatives in this life. One is self-evolution. Why am I here? What am I here to do? What am I a catalyst for? How can I change the world? Second, to step into that change and be the influence that the world needs us to be. We've gone through three years of transformation in ways that we never could have imagined. And for me, that great going within was the catalyst for me to stop and say, I haven't liked what I've done and it hasn't made me happy. Okay, that's a given. What do I want to do? How do I want to express into the world? Using my intuition To help individuals find confidence, find purpose and fulfillment, find love, be happy. Who doesn't want to do that? I channel your soul, the universe, your guides, and I help you cultivate all of those ways of being within you, both one-on-one in my mentoring. I also have a number of online and in-person classes also support that transformation.
1: So you love what you're doing. It wasn't always like that. You were living a life that you didn't love. Can you tell us where you came from?
0: I can. I spent 30 years in corporate America. I was an individual contributor. I've worked in sales, operations, customer service, finance, manufacturing. I've been in the medical field. I have construction in tech. In consumer goods, all searching for that place where I would feel good, where I felt like my contribution was going to work. Individual contributor all the way up to the executive team. It was hollow. It was so shallow. How did I get there? Being born intuitive into a family of individuals who didn't have context for that made me feel other, made me feel different, made me feel ostracized from what society expected of me. I can remember walking into the kitchen. My mom was cooking dinner. I said, you know, mom, that place on my back really itches. You know, I've shot in a past life with an arrow and it still bothers me sometimes. And my mom just was like, dinner will be ready in 15 minutes. We don't have those conversations. That's not normal. It's more normal now than when I was a kid or going into the library and asking the librarian, I'd like to learn about witches, please, because I was a witch in my last life and I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. And of course, the librarian was just floored by this little third grader asking for information about witches. I did everything in my power to conform, to fit in. My dad was a business owner, very successful, and so I followed in his footsteps. I knew I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I knew I wanted to go out into the world, that I wanted to be with people. I just climbed the ladder and it made me sad and I was overstressed. My heart was breaking. I was raising two little babies by myself. I have two daughters. Their mom was always at work. When you're a single parent, And you can't be present because if you don't show up at work, you don't get the paycheck. There aren't a lot of options. I spent virtually my whole life trying to figure out how to be happy, be successful, how to be confident, how to have confidence in myself because I was expressing for my authenticity, not into the expectations that somebody else had. It was A lifelong learning, but really it's been intense, I would say, over the last three to five years. I've purposefully said, I can't live by somebody else's standards, by somebody else's constructs anymore.
1: So what was the pivot for you?
0: As I worked in corporate, I also did a lot of consulting for Fortune 500 companies, for NASA. That was more fun than punching a clock and being in an office because I worked from home. I had some freedom. So I thought I'm going to spend 2019, pay somebody a lot of money. I'm going to build a website and I'm going to set myself up to go back into consulting. Going to do business consulting again. I got laid off. February 2nd, 2020. One month later. Everything shut down, and of course, Seattle being the epicenter, we shut down first. That gave me the time and space I'd never had in my life to ask some of these questions: What do I want to do? Where's my zone of brilliance? What do I do that nobody else on the planet does? Because I believe that every single human on this planet is here for a purpose, and that's the gate into freedom, happiness, joy, success, confidence. I started walking through that gate myself. And it actually wasn't until the summer of 2021 that I got brave enough to even put intuitive on my website, even though that's what I was doing with everybody I worked with. Some of my clients would say, oh, I'm hiring you for your intuition, but I'm not going to put that on my
1: website. It is interesting how there seems to be a theme in all of these interviews of really owning our trueness.
0: I believe that is the essence of our life. Certainly the younger generations coming up are doing better than we did. The millennials started out by saying, I'm not going to work without feeling fulfilled or at least say thank you every once in a while. And now we've got Gen Zs and the Alphas who are utilizing the tools that have been developed in finding a way to work virtually or finding a way to create a job online so that they can create a life that they love. So I think we are moving in that direction. There's certainly a room for improvement. I'd like to see us normalize intuition. I'd like to see us learn life doesn't happen to you. Life happens for you. Everything that comes into your life is a catalyst for you to learn and grow for your evolution. There's so much more that we need to do and it's happening organically. Everyone is feeling this itch to want to grow and evolve and learn. I just think we'll be a lot happier.
1: You decided to put Intuitive on your webpage. What would you say were the biggest barriers in this reinvention for you?
0: My greatest challenge was in becoming comfortable with this part of myself, in learning that I can normalize intuition. And that actually is where I'm most happy delivering from. I went through a period of a month where the universe said to me, we just want you to be. Don't worry about the schedule. Don't worry about the doing. We want you to move into the being. Learn who you are. Learn how you want to express. And I think that was the toughest month of my life because I'm so used to doing things. The schedule that's back to back. The things on the weekend that just keep flowing into itself. And by putting intuition out there, these were my baby steps to keep myself comfortable. Because growing up, being intuitive was weird was not accepted and certainly couldn't be the foundation of a successful career. That's just silly.
1: We see this all the time, the doing versus being. And when I ran a day center for homeless women, people would come volunteer. I would ask them to just sit with the ladies. They would sit all day and they would leave and go, well, I didn't do anything. And I I would say, do you know that lady hasn't slept in a week and she slept because you sat by her and she felt safe. It's so easy to get caught up in doing versus being. As you got into that, that was the hardest thing you did, then what? Then I
0: started to recognize how much influence I could have by coming from that being space. I developed a circle called the Trust Circle and it's open conversations. I was still clinging to that business a little bit, but what the Inner MBA did was it gave me a place to bring my intuition in a business environment And to be accepted. I started to become more confident about what I was doing. I started to see the influence I was having on my clients' lives. I began to see how much happier I was. I learned what my boundaries were. How much could I give before I needed to self care and to nurture? I learned how to express my vision for the world which is I want to change the world. I want everybody to have a life where they're confident and happy. They have love and great relationships and a meaningful, fulfilling purpose. So the moment I saw that I was being accepted and it was reflected back to me, It gave me the fortitude and the platform to then start to develop it within me. Because it's certainly great to get it from without, but true confidence is born from within. I think I got very, very brave. I dug deep into courage. I bumped up against my fears. And I push through. This isn't a light bulb moment. This isn't a light switch, one and done. This is an evolution. This is something two years ago, I was cultivating from a very unworthy place. Unworthiness is the biggest epidemic on this planet. And I had a lot of it. I had a lot of it. The moment I started to navigate through that unworthiness, move into, hey, that worked out okay. Wow, nobody shot me. That was all right. People liked it. Wow, people are showing up again and again and again for my trust circle. Wow, people want to hear from me. This repetitive moving through the fear, when you hold a circle and you're sitting on Zoom, and and mine's global. So I have people from all over the world. I have people in Southeast Asia that get up in the middle of the night that join. That means I'm doing something right. People show up repeatedly and ask for support, but ask me directly. Okay, I've heard from my community, but Teresa, tell me what your soul, what the universe wants me to know. Teresa, what do you think based on your life experience? That's humbling. When I talk about it, it makes me want to cry. I can feel the tears gathering because if I get to do that every day of my life, I will have lived the most amazing life ever. Isn't that incredible?
1: I always say leaders show up. And so what I heard you say is everyone's showing up. But the reason is because you chose to, and often when people get into that zone where they're starting to want this for their life, so many people go, don't be afraid. No, we're always going to be afraid, but they let that fear stop them and they miss that thing you just said. They miss that thing that will give them the momentum and the purpose to keep moving forward.
0: And that is exactly why what you're doing here, Lori, the mentors and the coaches, all of those people are so essential for the evolution of our planet. We are not meant to do this alone. We are meant to come into community. We are meant, a la Brene Brown, to lean into each other and be vulnerable. We are meant to create communities where we can show up and sob if we need to sob laugh if we need to laugh, celebrate if we need to celebrate. And regardless of which person shows up with which emotion, they're held and loved. And that is where we need to evolve to. And it's baby
1: steps. You went for so long doing the thing you knew you could do, but there came a point. And for a lot of people, COVID was a, a carpet being ripped out from under them. and And it was actually a gift, even though it was terrible in so many ways. But... It got you to look at who you really were and who you want to be, but mm-hmm. also you and most people bring up this element of self-care. Have you heard if not now, when? If not you, then who? Are you being prompted to write a book, to create a podcast? Check out Leaving a Legacy at www.coachlaurie.com. That's coach L-A-U-R-I-E dot com. And let's get started on your second act now. It got you to look at who you really were and who you want to be, but Mm -hmm. also you and most people bring up this element of self-care. It seems like with women, that's the last thing we get the light bulb on. Everybody came first, including the
0: business. I was a dead last and hardly ever got to take care of myself. I'm going to present a challenge. Here is the ultimate test. If you can step into your own self-care, the next time you're at a buffet, the next time you have food laid out. I want you to be the first one in line. And I want you to take the biggest piece of pie or cake that's on the table for you. Now, who does that? Us women, we're like, I can't do that. No way. It is impossible for us to allow ourselves to put ourselves first. And yet you hear oxygen mask on yourself and then take care of it. But we don't do it. Self-care is vital not only for the physical being, but also for the mental, emotional, and spiritual. We require self-care, thank you, in each of those bodies. And your self-care is going to be different than my self-care. I'm an introvert. I need lots of quiet, lots of alone time, lots of nature. For the extrovert, they want to be out at the parties. They want to be mingling. They want to have those conversations. What is your mental, emotional self-care? And then there's also the spiritual self-care. Again, this is about our intuition. This is cultivating a piece of ourselves that we've neglected for generations, hundreds and hundreds of years. What is the spiritual self-care that you need? Do you need quiet? Do you need meditation? What does meditation look like? Is meditation a walk in the woods? Is meditation sitting on a seat? And just being quiet is meditation a sound bath. Is what is your unique flavor of self care? Really breaking it down into the individual bodies is optimal because then you're taking care of everything. Screen time, give your physical and mental body a break, get off the screen. Little things like that. Again, it's nuanced and it's individual.
1: When you talk about intuition, when I was going through a very difficult time in my life, I had a counselor that told me to read this book called The Gift of Fear. Have you read that by Gavin mm-hmm. De Becker? It's, it's a fun read because he used to protect movie stars. So it's like, it's fun to read, but also getting in touch with the thing that we know, that we know, that we know. And it yeah. seems like when you say generations, we've not been allowed that. That was a transformational point for me because when I started to trust my intuition There would be a time I would be leaving work, going to catch the bus the way I always went, and something in me would say, go a different way. And because I learned to listen to that instead of brushing it off, I would go a different way. I would get on the bus. I would get home. I never knew if something would have happened, but that's the whole thing about intuition is that we don't know, but when we learn to listen That actually is a form of self-care.
0: Absolutely, 100%. It is the greatest form of self-care because as you just demonstrated, our perception of our reality is about this big. Yeah, I'm holding my hands about six inches apart because it's so narrow. It's comprised of what we have lived, what we've experienced, and what we think. We rarely add our emotions into the mix, even though emotions have tremendous wisdom. Moving into your intuition and allowing it to be a guide and what's optimal for you is vital. Let me give you context. The universe, your guides, your soul is sending thousands of messages every single day. How many do you get? Three? Thirty? When I said earlier, life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. That's what I'm talking about. Every single thing that comes into your world is for you. It is a message for you, whether it's your attention being drawn to a billboard, you seeing an animal you've never seen, you running into somebody you haven't seen in a long time, you all of a sudden walking into a store and feeling anxious, walking back out because it doesn't feel good, walking into a restaurant or a bar the same Or walking in and feeling this open expansiveness like, these are my people. Let's go play. There's so much that your intuition wants to share with you if you would listen. And that is a huge part of the mentoring. How do you receive information from the universe? What is your unique formula?
1: I don't know if you've heard of Laura Richards, but she's done a lot of advocacy for stalking. She changed laws in the UK. Now she's doing it here in the US. She always ends her show with be curious, ask questions and always trust your instincts. So I'm a DJ at night. I, that's how I end my show. We can be curious. We can ask questions and be good listeners and we can learn to trust our instinct. But how do we learn to actually listen? How do we start?
0: There's a couple of ways that you can do that. Number one is if you want clarity about a specific situation, say out loud, I want to know if I should take this job. I want information. And then give yourself permission over the course of two days or three days or one day, whatever time frame you you have to work with, to receive information from the universe, pro or con, for that job. Be curious. Be neutral. Don't presuppose what that answer is. Be neutral and be patient. Be patient. With the information coming in.
1: Those are hard things.
0: They're all hard.
1: That's where I think this disconnect happens, is the things that you said, they are hard. So what do we do? We just, we get busy.
0: Yeah. And we fill our world so that we don't listen. We're not curious. We're not neutral. Oh, you know, I had to take it. I just had to take it. Whatever. Well, no, actually you didn't. You made a choice. You are the only one who can choose what you want to create in your life. Nobody does anything to you. You're not the victim. And and that victim morphogenic field, boy, unplug from that, because the moment you do is the moment you start to self-realize and self-actualize at that much higher level.
1: Is that what (laughs) happened for you? Was that the connection when you started to transform?
0: Yeah, I think I did unplug from the victim energy, very, very much so. I, I was molested five times before I was 15, and I did not tell one person until I was in my early 40s. I carried that.
1: The average amount of years before they tell, do you know what that is?
0: No, what is it?
1: 26 years. I Another podcast, we talk with childhood survivors, and the thing is, is they get into their adult life, and they've never told for whatever reason, or maybe they tried and got shut down, but it's usually 26 years. Oh yeah. By the way, statute of limitation is seven.
0: For me, I was programmed to be that victim. I felt like I had it tattooed on my forehead and I want to be really clear about something. I say that without any emotional attachment because I've done my work, because I've gone through, realized that that happened for a purpose. It happened so that I can stand in my power, not be the victim. I didn't do anything wrong. I did nothing wrong, and I'm not going to carry somebody else's actions for them. Being the victim is the default, especially for women. The more we self-realize and self-actualize, the more we're able to influence the world and make it a better place, because then men can meet us, because we won't compromise on how our world is constructed, because we are choosing Every single ingredient that goes into our world. And you either meet us or you don't. You either try or you don't. The victim field is huge. And We're such a polarized society that, yes, that is a big part, unhooking from the victim field.
1: However we look at it, if it happened, like I hear people always say, everything happens for a reason and it's hard for me to to grab onto that when children are hurt. Uh, But also we can use anything that has happened. Auschwitz, like when people say it in a way of it happened for a reason, I just, I struggle with that. But also when we can use it, because some people don't, some people stay in that victim, but people that are overcomers, that say I'm going to use this. I'm not going to let it win. I'm going to be a survivor, not a victim. People can get free, they can get joy. I think I was stuck in the victim role for so long because I didn't understand that's what it was.
0: That's typical. That's normal. There's two women that I coached. One was born in Iran, so she was born into war. She was the toddler running around in a war-torn streets. And so for her coming to understand that her soul put her there so that she could carry that memory and be a source of love and compassion further on in her life for other people. I was also coaching a woman from Ukraine when the war broke out. It's context. It's choosing how we want to respond to the situation and taking that higher ground. And I know that's so cliche. Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Your job is to mine within and discover what within you wants to grow from that experience. And how can you hold this woman? She's, I think, early 30s from Ukraine. I said, your opportunity is to hold love, hold love and be the solution for as many people as you can. And that's what she did. She was in Amsterdam at the time and was able to really be of tremendous help to all the people who were fleeing.
1: What I've experienced in these interviews, many of us that are in certain age group, it's taken us longer. And you hit on it earlier. You said newer generations are getting it sooner. And when I hear somebody getting it at 20, 30, that (sighs) they can choose kindness. They can choose wisdom. They can choose love. When we talk about people who have been abused as children, forgiveness comes up. And when we hold on to that, we think we have control over another person. But actually, it's blocking us from getting all that we can from that experience if we want to use it for good.
0: 100%. Well said. Thank you, Lori.
1: Well, we're almost out of time. But a couple (laughs) of questions is... What is it you really want people to know?
0: They're greater than they can even imagine themselves to be, and that there's somebody in their life, a coach, a mentor, family, friend that will help them get there. Let yourself be supported and get curious about how you can have everything your heart desires.
1: I love that. I'm all about curious. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Last but certainly not least, what are you reading?
0: My dear friend. Just released her book. I finished it this weekend and it's blew my heart open. It's so amazing. All the courage love takes by Nancy Hops. And it's the cancer journey of three amazing women. All of the tools that Nancy used to navigate that journey.
1: It was so wonderful to chat with you. If people want to get in touch with you, how do they reach you?
0: Teresa, T-E-R-E-S-A, Warnstaff, W-O-R-N-S-T-A-F-F.com. And you can email me, Teresa at Warnstaff.com.
1: Thank you, Teresa.
0: Thank you so much, Lori.
1: Coach Lori here. I am not anti-aging. Three things we learned from Teresa. Being is more important than doing. Trust your intuition. If you live what you love, the money will show up. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review, and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance.